0: here at citycast las vegas we love to celebrate our city's vibrant food scene and that's why we're going to dedicate thursdays to local food stories starting now and y'all already know it's brunch season bust out your cute outfits because when vegas does brunch we do it big so today i talked to restaurant reporter jonathan wright and we're going to give you some tips on where to go for the party. The beverage, and the bomb food for brunching in Vegas. It's Thursday, March 16th. I'm Vogue Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Jonathan Wright, welcome back to CityCast Las Vegas.
1: Thank you, Vogue. Glad to be here. Mm -hmm.
0: So I want to ask you. I mean, now I feel like you probably got uh, your—I guess it's your desert legs (laughs) because they're not (laughs) there's no water. But I'm sure you've got your desert legs now. But does Vegas do brunch differently?
1: Yes, and in fact, when I was preparing for today's episode, I was thinking, you know, what does brunch mean now? Mm -hmm. Traditionally, brunch is something from the later morning to the early afternoon traditionally on the weekend Mm. right traditionally something you know really big in spring for celebrations Mm. when your grandmother comes to town you go to brunch (laughs) right but brunch has had a little bit of mission creep now it's being used in the food world in a a really loose way to just signal anything in the middle of the day (laughs) like weekday brunch which to me depending on what you're doing, could just as easily, why not call it lunch?
0: Hmm. It does get later in the day. I feel like, you know, the 12, 12, 1230 is technically the lunch hour, but it's the crossover. What I love about a brunch in general is that it's like a very small way of like fighting the norm where it's like, I am not, I don't have to pick between breakfast or lunch. I'm going to have both things together. Right. So in my head, brunch is rebellion. Oh. But when I think about Vegas brunch, I, I think about kind of, a a party but what have you experienced when you've gone to like a a quintessential vegas brunch
1: yeah you're very right the party brunch is the big thing now in vegas and brunch these days everywhere is more heavily cocktail focused than it used to Mm. be years ago right you used to just have babalini mimosa Mm. maybe a little champagne it was not an occasion for heavy drinking Mm. now it is i'm not sure how all those people are doing monday morning right i don't know (laughs) And I am someone who doesn't necessarily have to be at the office on Monday morning, and even I am hesitant to do that. There are a ton of party brunches. I've been to a couple because it's not quite my thing. Hmm. One I'm not going to name. I thought maybe I should, but I won't, on the strip that was disastrous, and I will never go there again. And I wish I could tell. (laughs) You just stay away, but the RJ lawyers probably wouldn't love that.
0: It's a place. (laughs) Um,
1: Lotus of Siam just started weekend brunch at the Red Rock Resort. And occasionally they have a party brunch. you got to call to see what's scheduled what, Mm -hmm. because it's not set. But Lotus of Siam and Red Rock, another really good. Well, here's something that just sort of came across my transom. So Front Yard in the Ellis Island Casino was having a Taylor Swift-themed brunch on March 18th.
0: I want to go. And you can sing
1: and dance along. But if you go to the Ellis Island or the Front Yard website on the Ellis Island site or the page, Mm -hmm. you can buy tickets to the Taylor Swift brunch. March 18th, one day only.
0: I can imagine toasting and being like, we are never, ever, ever getting back together. I could do that. I could do that. Or like the birthday (laughs) songs. All right. But what about the... um, best upscale brunch like let's go to a jonathan wright (laughs) level of brunch
1: well you know personally my favorite brunch is a crab omelet Mm. with a glass of champagne at the ritz carlton they used to have out at lake las vegas that ritz which was not a very good ritz but it was a ritz they actually had a really good brunch though so in the absence of that i have been several times just personally to casa calavera in virgin hotels Mm -hmm. And it has a really, really good brunch. And the chilaquiles are really good. And it also has these corn cakes with maple syrup and berries and chocolate sauce that that are really great for the kids. Like, there's several things the kids can do, too, at Casa Calavera.
0: When you say a really good brunch, what does that mean for you?
1: Mm, A good choice of dishes. Mm -hmm. Not too many, because you don't want to think. And I also don't want to see things that are like, it's your regular lunch menu, but you slapped a brunch label on it and you're serving it on Saturday. Mm. Let's have some dishes that are for the brunch. And I always must have egg dishes. That's solid. Like, I don't want a burger at brunch.
0: Right. I don't want a burger at brunch either. Like it, But I feel like all the sweet stuff, like the French toasts and, and the the crepes are also really heavy too. Like, I, I can't manage this. <laughs> The sugar and the sweet. So chilaquiles, I think, actually is a really perfect brunch meal. I I love some chilaquiles.
1: Peyote downtown has a really good Latin-inspired brunch as well. Peyote does a lot of plant-based dishes anyway. For plant-based people, it is an especially good restaurant, especially skilled vegetarian cooking. Mm. And they have lots of raw dishes at brunch there. And it changes seasonally
0: interesting. yeah, I was like I'm not in love with the name, but I have heard really, really great things about the food.
1: It is a great restaurant. I would suggest making reservations for sure there. It's very busy. yeah.
0: so let's let's talk about kind of okay, we've got the good. we've got the the medium Ritz. we got peyote. What about the best I'm on a budget brunch like I'm trying to go, but i'm I'm not trying to spend a lot of money.
1: okay. now this is gonna sound strange this answer. What do you mean by budget?
0: Food costs are so different. So let's say under $45.
1: Oh, okay. So a Lago restaurant in Bellagio from Julian Serrano right there on the lagoon, you would still need to check. But last time I checked, it still had that prefix brunch, three courses for like $38, includes pastries. And that has got to be one of the best deals on the strip. Mm -hmm. And the setting is, of course, really gorgeous.
0: Where else has like a good deal? Because we love a good deal for brunch.
1: Sunset Station in Henderson. Really? For folks out Henderson Way, the first Sunday of every month does brunch in the pasta cucina restaurant. And it has a very big menu with a wide range of prices. And you could find something there.
0: Okay. Nice.
1: That hit the budget. And it has plenty of space. And you can bring the whole family and they have dulce de leche waffles. Oh. And they're not too mu- they're not too bad. Lemon, blueberry, ricotta pancakes, always, which has been done a lot of places. And that's not so in- you know, not so unusual. Mm-hmm. Pancetta and egg flatbread with parmesan cream sauce. Doesn't that just sound delicious right now? Yes, it does. Yeah. But that that has a nice uh, price range mm-hmm. and would be a good place for the family, too. Yeah. And then, you know, there's all those new breakfast places that have opened that also do brunch in Summerlin on Rampart Boulevard called Snooze AM Eatery. It is a good cross between a sort of a party, but not too much, and a good brunch. It's a chain, but it's a cool chain. That's a cute name, too. And the, the bar opens at 5.30 a.m. when the restaurant opens.
0: Wow. I mean, it's funny that people call New York like the city that never sleeps, but I'm just like, mm, Vegas. No, I
1: never found that. And I used to live there. No, things close. Exactly. Things don't close here. Thank you.
2: Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas' most talked-about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist, Steve
0: Okay, because my next question, I'm about to get into alcohol. Like <laughs> that, that's that's where we're going next. Jonathan is, what if I want a really boozy brunch?
1: Oh, well, you could go to Cassie Beach House, mm-hmm. which is also in Virgin Hotels. It has brand new brunch menu. Okay. I was surprised how good the pizza was. Oh. Pizzas are good.
0: I was going to ask you about that on the side. Like, did you find your your slice of pizza yet?
1: Right, because I'm super picky about pizza. They were good. They were pretty good. There's mushroom carbonara. It was good. It was. It's fun in there too, right? They have a ton of craft cocktails. I mean, everywhere has cocktails now, right? You brunch, you have to have cocktails. You you can't just get away with prosecco.
0: And that's what I'm curious about. Like, what are the most interesting brunch drinks you've seen?
1: Everything, I mean, this is way too much for me, but
0: whiskey drinks during the day. Oh, where?
1: Oh, La Mona Rosa downtown. Okay. Which used to be Comida on 6th Street. The one with the pink monkey and neon. (laughs) It's doing a brunch too. And I know they have lots of mezcal drinks there. Mezcal is like the big thing. I'm not a mezcal person, but I'm trying to learn more about it. Like, I like to have several cocktails. It is one of those things you you, you have to watch it in multiples.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, and the flavor profile is, is insistent. So you have to like that, too.
0: Mm. My brother took me to like, I think it was honey salt. And they had some really interesting things they were doing with like...
1: Oh, yes, honey like salt.
0: Lavender and kind of different like elderberry and different good things like that. When I think about brunch, like we were talking about, you got to make a reservation. And... I feel like you can't, it's not a spontaneous thing for brunch anymore. You have to make a plan. But is there a brunch place you can actually get into, say, after a Sunday church service that wouldn't be a pain? I
1: don't, I I, I can't answer that. I, I don't think so. Me neither. I guess you could walk into a diner, but everywhere in Las Vegas now, right, you need
0: reservations. Right. It took us a year to get into Mimosas Gourmet, which is (laughs) T- turned <laughs> like like literally it was it was blaring like 90s music and it made myself oh. and my sister and my cousins like we were really happy and it was a birthday celebration but like somebody got up and twerked like they they turned our booth and gave us an extra chair so my brother could sit with us so we, they were overly like they were at capacity with human beings in that space and The time before that, it took two hours to get in, and by then, we were at Cheesecake Factory. Like, we just gave up. So the the next time, we got there at, like, 7.30 in the morning and just waited (laughs) because they won't seat you unless your entire party is there. So it's a thing, and it hurts.
1: Brunch is overflowing. I don't know why all of a sudden people now feel they need to go out to brunch, but...
0: Mm, it's a culture. I mean... I think it's a culture. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, it's just changing. But I'm not sure why that, as opposed to going out on Thursday night.
0: I think it's the, you get your drinking out earlier in the day, that Vegas is, is the, the place where you're, you can party at any time of day, that it doesn't matter in Vegas if you're on vacation. True. And I think it's like... It's a reason to dress up and then you know your outfit probably isn't gonna get ruined by somebody at the club. You know, like no, no, it's it's highly unlikely somebody spilling their their drink on you at the mimosa place versus at the club. So then you don't waste your cute outfit and you can take cute pictures in natural light. Like I think all these things converged and here we are. <laughs> In the hardcore brunch culture.
1: You know, it is savvy on the part of restaurants because, you know, traditionally breakfast and brunch are total money losers for restaurants. Uh-huh. And many fine dining restaurants will never touch. I mean, many, you know, top chefs are like, I'm not doing brunch. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no. I mean, that's where the intern goes. Okay. And they're traditionally big money losers and they require staff early to be out of bed. There is not good tipping, right, at brunch traditionally. Right. I mean, the A team is not serving at brunch. So these party brunches or Vegas brunches or whatever we want to call them are smart move in the restaurant. You know, you always make your money on salads, sodas and alcohol in a Mm -hmm. restaurant. So all the alcohol focus is good, right? The, The check average is getting up. People are getting buzzed, ordering, you know, music's bumping, you know.
0: Okay, let's have an I'll have a triple. I sure did. Like <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll try this big this mango mimosa that's the size of my face. Right. But like my sister, my cousin and I shared it because we're we're family like that. <laughs> but I didn't want any at first. I was like, y'all, y'all got me messed up. I'm not about to be lit. And <laughs> the atmosphere was so fun. And it, it, yeah, I feel like it's the closest thing to a club you're going to get me into.
1: A club with omelets, but you have to be ready for poor service, or not not deliberately poor service, but the service is not going to be what it normally would be, right? At a big brunch. They
0: were actually right? good. Like it was Were really good? Okay. It was fast and it was fun. And so I think for me, that might be the spot that's actually worth the wait. So I love these these spots because these are great off the strip options. Is there one more on the strip option that you want to shout out?
1: Yes, and this is more in the party tip, and I didn't want to like it because for the opening they had some like faded reality star. I, don't- I can't even remember, mm. but it was pretty good. Is Saul Mexican Cocina in the Form Shops? Mm-hmm. And I like to be in the Form Shops to shop, and I love RPM Italian there. It's like one of my spots I go to. So if I'm going to be in the Form Shops anyway. I can go to Saul Mexican Cochina, Mm -hmm. and and then I can stop by later at RPM Italian.
0: So you planned it's really the whole day.
1: And it does it daily. So this is one of those places it's calling daily lunch brunch, but it's stretched out the hours. So it's every day but brunch hours. That's a new trend, too. To have it weekdays. But brunch hour. So lunch would normally be what, 11 to 2 traditionally? Yeah. So they've stretched it out to like 10 to 2, let's say. Okay. And oh, and they were in the Yelp Top 100, Zen- Zenatus Cafe on the east side. Oh. They do a great brunch. I wrote about them. Zenatus. Zenatus.
0: Okay. Yay
1: they were one of the they were in the Yelp top 100 for the country for this year and it's family owned place it's very it's always cool to support family owned places exactly
0: it's interesting to think about restaurants as businesses because sometimes when you see that it's a whole family behind this it's like this is this is lifeblood this is tradition this is people sharing a component of their culture with you so it's it's really cool to see that what do you think will be like the hottest place this brunch season as we go into our our momentary spring <laughs> where I can be outside for long periods uh, of time? You know what? I think, well,
1: number one on the strip, I think the pools, the pools are stra- starting to introduce brunch at their day clubs, oh right? I think they're doing the that. The debacle, okay. I am not yet ready for the bathing suits <laughs> after this winter of eating. <laughs> I won't be at the Tile Day Club, you know, on opening day. Hoping <laughs> to get there later in the summer. Right.
0: I mean, there's outfits though. You could you could still sport a nice outfit with your mimosa to wherever you need to be.
1: Believe me, you could miss the thrill of me in a bathing suit just right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the pools probably are gonna be pretty hot. Any other places you think all right, like this is gonna be the go to spot in Vegas.
1: Well, I think as the industry has recovered or come out of the pandemic, you know, I think restaurants that might want to serve brunch need to take a look at if they can staff it, Mm. especially uh, towards the fine dining end. Can we staff it? Does it make sense? Should we just stick with dinner? It certainly helps if you already have a daytime component, then that can be modified into something more specifically brunch. Mm. It is more difficult for a fine dining or just an evening restaurant to bring on a day crew. Mm. I mean, you gotta turn on everything. The electricity's gotta go on, the fryer's gotta go on. I mean, there's, you know, costs before you serve one biscuit and gravy. Word. Well And, and staffing, it's still a challenge, of course, yeah. in many industries, especially in the restaurant industry. That's true.
0: Jonathan Wright. Thank you for your insight, and thank you for giving me all these great recommendations. So uh, as we get through them, I'll send you little notes on my thoughts.
1: <laughs> okay, I look forward to it.
0: And now for a little news before you go. Assemblyman David Orrentlicker has introduced a bill that would ban the sales of cigarettes, tobacco products, and vaping supplies in Nevada by 2030. The measure has no co-sponsors no hearing has been scheduled, and it has little chance of becoming law. The state rakes in more than 150 million in tobacco taxes each year. But now people are starting to cry, Californication. I'm sure we'll be fine. Also, you may remember that the legislature sent the public school superintendents questions about education funding that'll be addressed during an upcoming budget meeting. We've learned that the list was actually compiled by the state's largest teachers union, According to the Review Journal, this raises questions about the amount of influence the teachers union has over the Democrat majority legislature on issues surrounding school funding. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. We know there are more places to get a good brunch. Let us know about your favorite spot. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend rate the show leave us a review and subscribe to our morning newsletter we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city take care
1: She's the one that sings the song about the truck. I, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift person. I don't know if she person. has a
0: truck song. It's more... Her
1: boyfriend did her wrong and her daddy's going to take care of him. No,
0: that's more country. That's a Carrie. Yeah, that's Carrie Underwood. Oh, okay. Taylor Swift is like pop. Like she, she crossed over. This would be a whole... This is a much longer discussion to really explain yeah, the okay, hot mess right. that is Taylor Swift, but... There was an era where it was like you know Avril Lavigne esque slash like pop country girl, and you you get some some quintessential like you know your perfect little breakup songs
2: are are in her her list of things that she does. But she's been doing lots of interesting things.